0: Welcome to SLU Law Summations, presenting brief looks at legal matters that matter to you by St. Louis University School of Law, located in the heart of downtown St. Louis.
1: Welcome to SLU Law Summations. I'm Corey Dugas. Today we're talking to Callis Family Professor of Law, Matt Bodie. Professor Bodie is also the Director of the Masters of Science in Human Resources Law Program here at SLU Law. He recently wrote a piece on the flurry of social media firestorms and how they often end with someone losing their job. Matt, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. We're glad to have you. So I'm going to jump right in, and I just want to ask you about some of the cases of social media, uh, things that have led to firings that have caught your attention lately.
0: One person who's been in the news recently is Ram Ramkisun. She is a medical resident in Miami, and uh, she was captured on video basically assaulting a uber driver she was intoxicated she wanted to get home and she thought the uber driver should take her home but it turned out the uber driver had been called for someone else and he insisted on taking that other passenger and she started hitting him and got into his car and threw out all of his personal effects including papers and other items onto the roadway she made a real mess anyway this was all captured on video and It was posted online, and it got millions of hits uh, over time. And when this came to light, she um, was identified, and her employer ended up putting her on leave uh, because of this embarrassing video.
1: If I remember this case correctly, she was not actually arrested, was she, Matt?
0: She was not arrested, and the driver did not press charges. Probably nothing would have happened except it was captured on video and then posted to YouTube.
1: So if if it hadn't been posted to a social media site like YouTube, do you think that she would have been placed on this administrative leave?
0: Well, it just depends. If the driver had pressed charges or if one of her friends or probably more likely a colleague had seen it and said, boy, uh, we better talk to her about this the next day she comes into work, then something might have happened. But the likelihood is that this would have been a personal event it would have been embarrassing. It might have um, maybe changed the way she thought personally about drinking, perhaps, you know, rein it in the next time a little bit. Uh, but otherwise, it probably would not have had the dramatic effect on her personal life and her professional life that it seems to have had.
1: Okay. So this is a great example of the fact that personal behavior has recently really become a fireable offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you've, you've seen that a lot in what mm-hmm. you're doing with this research. Mm-hmm. Why has the law moved in that direction?
0: Well, I think it's because this has a tangible effect on employer reputation. Now, interestingly enough, once this situation came to light uh, with Dr. Ram Kisun, uh, the University of Miami tweeted out, she doesn't she's not a student of ours anymore. <laughs> very <right?"> quickly. <laughs> yeah, very quickly. And they referred to her, uh, her, her current place of employment, um, which then uh, tweeted out uh, or released a uh, – basically press release, saying she is under investigation. She's been relieved of all duties temporarily, and we're going to let that process go forward. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of backlash, right? I I guess the idea is people were really offended by her behavior. Uh, And the instinct when you see the video, uh, at least amongst a lot of people, was this person – should be punished in some way. There should be some sort of ramifications for this behavior.
1: So do you think that's what leads to companies firing or suspending people so quickly, is that public backlash?
0: I do, definitely. They want to get out ahead of it, and they want to make clear the employee may have done this, but that shouldn't reflect on us.
1: So are the companies always right in reacting so quickly?
0: Well, uh, that's a difficult question. Um, This particular case is, is on the back burner. It's being investigated. And I think that's more appropriate because there are going to be some situations that will blow over rather quickly and that may be embarrassing, but that might not reflect on the person's professional life or, befe- or professional work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in those cases, I think it's better to let the storm pass, uh, but it, particularly if it's an employee who's shown him or herself to be valuable in other ways, you don't want to punish that person for something uh, that other people may do, but if it's not captured on video – you know so, so if if this hadn't been captured on video so nothing you know nothing would have happened here uh if of course uh, she has a drinking problem uh and that is reflected in her work behavior then it's a different story mm-hmm.
1: right?
0: um but right now it is reflecting on her reputation there's actually in fact a website uh, that someone has put up Basically to kind of then they indicate that they're going to keep it up forever because they want everyone to know forever about her behavior. And they took a lot of photographs from other personal um, media sites that she kept up, other social media sites, and – so this person, I don't know who it is, I don't know what their agenda is, but they seem intent on kind of keeping this reputational effect on her for the rest of her life.
1: I'll admit I did a quick Google search on mm-hmm. her name before we came in here, and that was one of the top sites that right. came up. Right. And it looks very credible when you first look at it mm-hmm. in the search engine. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go in there and see that, it does right. prove that this can kind of continue and move forward past right. past these small incidences. Right. So in situations where companies do fire an employee or mm-hmm. they do sustain spend an employee. How can the human resources professionals protect these companies from legal recourse?
0: Right, right. Well, if the person is being singled out for a prohibited reason, right? So uh, if there is some sort of racial or sexual uh, or a disability or uh, religious discrimination or sexual orientation in some jurisdictions, uh, if there is some sort of way in which this person has been singled out other than the embarrassing behavior. So for example, Uh, If someone were the member of a religion that had a strange ritual, and that was captured on videotape, uh, and then this ritual was broadcast and became a viral sensation, uh, and the employer wanted to fire the person because of that ritual, they would have protection against religious discrimination. I think it would be more challenging to say, well, this person is embarrassing, we have to get rid of them, right? Um, You would have to basically acknowledge that they are protected in their religious exercise, particularly off the job. And... You might not be able to fire that person uh, legally if you're doing it for religious reasons. Um, But otherwise, uh, most employees are at will, meaning that they can leave the job anytime they want and they can be fired at any time. And for those employees, there's really not a lot of protection. So HR, they have best practices that they should follow, but they don't have a lot of legal obligations other than not firing people for those specific protected characteristics.
1: So you mentioned at-will employees, and so there Mm -hmm. is a distinct difference between what you can do um, from a human resources perspective with at-will employees versus union employees, Mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit of what that would mean in a situation like that?
0: Well, most union contracts require just cause for termination, and there's a lot of high-level executives that also have the same thing. Uh, And the idea here is that there needs to be a good reason to fire the person, and... That's what uh, Dr. Ram Kisun is going through. She is being uh, basically probably going through a grievance process. That's what most unions have. They have a a system where uh, if the employee is fired, then the union can file a grievance on their behalf. And it usually goes before an arbitrator or a set of arbitrators. And they look to see whether there was good cause for any disciplinary action that's been taken against the person.
1: So, Matt, what can companies do to prevent these sorts of incidents from happening with their employees?
0: Well, I think they have to be clear about their expectations. And they have to remind their employees that the employees may not think that they're representatives of the company all the time. But if they do something embarrassing, particularly if it's related to what the company does um, and reflects poorly on the services or products that the company provides – That's going to have an effect on the company's reputation, and therefore, the employer might say, look, I don't really care what you do off off the job, right? We're not interested in that, but we do care if the rest of the world knows about it, and that reflects poorly on us.
1: Mm -hmm. So we've spent a lot of time talking here about it from the employer's perspective and what they can do to protect themselves, Mm -hmm. but as employees and social media users, um, what would you advise that folks like that do? to mm-hmm. sort of prevent themselves from finding mm-hmm. finding themselves in a situation like this.
0: Right, right. Well, the easy and kind of flip answer would be don't be a jerk, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at the same time, right, we're all, we all can be jerks. And, uh, you know, it might just be a question of whether we're in the wrong place in the wrong time with regard to someone recording that or um, if we put it up on social media, maybe we don't – we didn't really have like the right angle and we were thinking about it in the wrong way and when we put it up, we were really angry or some sort of emotional. So one thing you could advise folks to do is before they post something, particularly if it's work-related or it could reflect poorly on their employer, think about it and say, is this something that I want to post at this particular moment, right? Um, that's kind of the rush of social media in some ways is posting in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Getting other people to reflect or like your post or give you a comment like way to go or yeah tell them you know tell them they're being you know (laughs) horrible or you know uh and 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 particularly if people live in uh, or and work in a stressful environment they might want to unwind and unburden themselves after work by saying what a jerk their boss is um some social media sites like facebook i think have more of an illusion of privacy and you might say something about your jerk uh, i'm sorry something about your boss (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that boss being a jerk, uh, you might say that and expect that only your friends are going to note, but it really is easy for those things to get out. Um, and you just have to be really careful when you're posting. Uh, and then in terms of personal behavior, right? Um, you just have to be aware of it and, and it's, it's kind of a bummer, um, but you just have to be aware that wherever you are, if there are video cameras or someone with a cell phone, right? That's potentially something that could be put up on the internet. So, um, I think if you have a strong relationship with your employer, particularly with your supervisors, that can help, right? Because if people like you and understand you, they might be more sympathetic. Uh, And then just there's, this seems a little uh, far-fetched, or at least something that most employees couldn't immediately access, but uh, having a union there uh, could protect folks by giving them a process to go through, right? A lot of what happens in these situations is the employee is fired almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really do that with the union. You have to have some sort of process. And I think the process helps the employee because it allows things to cool down, allows the employer to say, okay, well, let me look and see here. Is, this, is it worth it to fire this person rather than waiting a little while and seeing if it blows over and getting that employee back? a position where they can contribute.
1: Absolutely. This is, in the whole scheme of things, a really new issue that we're facing. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the law has caught up with what is happening on social media?
0: Yes and no. Um, I think the law has been pretty open to it and has really allowed it to flourish. Um, But at the same time, I think we're just kind of starting to see the limitations of of what behavior, particularly employers, can engage in. Employers have a lot of actual technical capabilities now of following you around with an RFID chip or um, watching everything that you look at on the Internet if you're looking at it from a work computer. Um, And it's a lot of power that employers Mm -hmm. have. Uh, And because most folks are at will, again, that's a lot of actual contractual power, right? They can say, we're going to look at your Internet use, uh, and if you don't like it, you're fired or we're going to put a camera in your workspace and, and see what you're doing. And if you don't like it, you're fired. Right. Um, and we're going to, you don't know, require you to be, um, an upstanding citizen and not say anything bad about us on Facebook. And if you don't like it, you're fired. Right. So, um, I think there may be a chance for the, for the law to catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, a project that I've worked on the restatement of employment law says that there should be kind of a implied term, even in an at will agreement, that the employer won't fire the employee for something that's not work-related, that happens off the job, and it doesn't really reflect that poorly on the reputation of the company. Now, in a situation like uh, Dr. Ramkasun, you know, that reflected poorly on the hospital, right? Uh, so that's a difficult case, um, but... On the other hand, uh, if a supervisor doesn't like that you're a member of the Republican Party or doesn't like your religion or doesn't like uh, the fact that you like a particular sports team, right, that shouldn't really be grounds for firing someone. And that's what this implied term uh, acknowledges.
1: So are there instances where you could be fired for something like being a member of the Republican Party um, if you perhaps work for uh, the a democratic candidate would that be an instance where if you're you're posting those type of political beliefs on social media that it it could be grounds for being fired
0: employees in the uh, public employees employees who work for the government have protections under the first amendment right so they can't be fired for being a particular party unless the party is relevant to their particular post right so being secretary of the treasury or secretary of defense right those folks can be required to be in a particular party Um, but if you're an average uh clerk or someone else in a lower level of government position um you can be uh you can't be fired for for being in a particular particular party otherwise though um you know it doesn't have to be even relevant to the job right the the problem today is that under the at will agreement um, political party or uh having a particular Uh, extracurricular event that you like. Those aren't really protected characteristics. Um, And I think particularly when it comes to political parties, there were some stories about companies urging their employees to vote a particular way in the presidential election and some sort of maybe menacing undertones about what would happen if they didn't. Uh, I think most folks think that that's wrong. That Mm -hmm. shouldn't happen. You shouldn't leverage the power of uh, employment to get people to vote a particular way. Um, obviously, if you're the Democratic National Committee, you want Democrats working for you. But other than that, if it's not really relevant to the job, I think, mm-hmm. and that's I think what the restatement implied term reflects is just if it's not relevant to the job, it doesn't affect the employer's reputation, then it really shouldn't be grounds for termination.
1: So you mentioned the case uh, that had to do with the Miami doctor and the YouTube mm-hmm. rant that was posted online. Have there been any other Situations recently that come to mind when you think of examples of folks getting fired or um, perhaps being put on leave because of something that happened on social media.
0: Right. Well, there was the uh, the case of the tweet from Justine Sacco. Uh, She got a lot of notoriety for that. She was a public representative, public relations representative, sorry, um, who worked for IAC, and she was traveling to Africa and she tweeted out, "I hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white." Uh, and she thought that it was funny, I think. Mm -hmm. And in fact, a lot of people took offense to that. They Mm -hmm. maybe didn't see the irony or even if they did see the irony, they still thought it was offensive. Um, and there's a really interesting set of stories about her. Basically by the time she landed in Africa, South Africa, I think she was traveling to, she was fired. Right. And, um, there are a lot of tweets that Twitter kind of exploded around this. And, uh, there were tweets saying um, Justine Sacco is fired and she doesn't even realize it yet, right? So that's another example. Now, again, these are tough cases from a a legal perspective, in my perspective, because it does affect the reputation of the firm, Mm -hmm. right? And even though uh, she meant it as a joke, and you could probably write it, kind of chalk it up to like a harmless effort at kind of objectionable humor. On the other hand, the... Twitterverse went crazy, and people were really upset about it and really wanting some sort of tangible reaction from her employer.
1: When I look at that particular situation, I think that it's a great example of someone thinking that someone is humorous or sarcasm being used in a way that it doesn't display correctly with the written word. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what the outcome of her case was uh, if, if it was determined that her firing was appropriate?
0: I don't think she sued that's my understanding and i don't really know that she would a lot of had a lot of grounds for suing um she has i think bounced around between a couple different jobs Um, but this tweet follows her wherever she goes um and i think that's difficult right and i think uh again it might just seem like one small toss away thing that you're writing you know she was probably jet lagged you know i think she was transferring from one plane to another um and It is interesting. There are probably people who write more offensive things every day that aren't singled out in this way. But because of her privileged position, uh, because it was particularly offensive to some people, Mm -hmm. um, and because she worked in public relations, I think all those things kind of centered on her and made her kind of the target of this attack by Twitter. Uh, But again, a lot of people would say it's justifiable because – She was being offensive.
1: And this is, again, a great example of showing that sometimes you can do something on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook that doesn't hit. You don't get any traction with it. But she just happened to shoot out this one tweet Mm -hmm. um, that really put her job, obviously, in jeopardy.
0: Right. I think it was picked up by one person who had a lot of Twitter followers. And if that happens, then boom.
1: So these are great examples. Uh, Beware with what you're doing on social media, but it's a really trendy topic, and it's something that everyone seems to be doing today. So I really just wanted to thank you so much, Matt, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you.
0: Oh, thank you very much, Corey. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us for SLU Law Summations, produced by St. Louis University School of Law.